It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings, former Decepticons. This is Starscream, and you're listening to Transformation Animation Podcast. Will these infernal setbacks never end? The revolution begins now. My name is Optimus Prime, and this episode of Transformation Animation Podcast features Stephen C. Phillips, Mike Blanchard, and Michael Wilson. Ah, the universal greeting. Bah, weep, grah, weep, knee bong. Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of Transformation Animation Podcast. I am one of your hosts, TFG and Mike, and joining me is Steve Megatron. Hello. Hello. And Pecan Court Michael. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going. So, Steve, what have you been up to? Uh, nothing. No. Um, redoing PredaconEmpire.com. Cool. Yeah. So that's uh, it's going to have a uh, a new facelift, a uh, lot less crap to deal with, and uh, more streamlined. More streamlined, and um, it, it should just be overall more. I don't know. I'm going to have less uh, episode downloads. Meaning, if it's out on DVD, I'm just going to have a thing that says, go buy it. Yeah. I, Instead I of... mean, and that's, and that's what we should do. I mean, because, you know, technically, you know, that is piracy. Yes, and I've, granted, I don't give a shit um, <laughs> about that. Um, I, I am not going to waste the, uh, the space that could be taken up by podcasts. Yeah. I have probably 10 gigs of video. Wow. On, on Predacon Empire alone. That could be redirected towards the podcast. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm I'm in the process of doing. So it it should look nice when I get done with it. Yes. And Michael, what have you been up to? Uh, all sorts of things. Uh, yeah, it's been a busy week. <laughs> it's been a busy week. Well, we've done uh, just with the podcasting. We've done a, a couple of interviews. Yep. We did one with uh, Christy Marks, yep. uh, writer for Beast Wars and for Gem and Holograms. Always fun to talk to her. Yeah. And we talked to Tom Kenny. 
Yes, SpongeBob. Let's talk to SpongeBob for a bit and uh, animated Starscream. Yeah. So that was cool. Are we gonna put the uh, animated Starscream bumper? Oh yeah. In this episode. Okay. Oh yeah. The way I do the bumpers, I, the way I try to do the bumpers is because right now we have David Kay, Phil Lamar, Tara Strong, and uh, now Tom Kenny. I try to alternate them each episode. So like, I try to. Um, so like. Episode one might have been Phil Lamar, two might have been Tara, three might have been David Kay. I blanked on his name there for a second. Uh, you know, so I I, I, I try to we talked to you twice. It's nothing. <laughs> God damn it, my my brain is old and fragile. Leave me alone. It's like um, mush at this point. <laughs> when you get so to anyhow. Be- Jill, you know, <laughs> if my brain's mush, Michael's doesn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> I know my my brain is being held together with uh, sugar cubes and WD forty at this point. Oh God. Um. So yeah. Uh. Yeah. We did the top. Can Tom? I almost said top. Tom Kenny. Very interesting to talk to him. Yeah. Surprisingly, he is not into the whole. So he's anti-social networking. He doesn't have a Skype. He doesn't have Twitter. He doesn't have Facebook. I don't think he has a computer. I I think he told us that off air. I don't think he has a computer. So That's scary. So, How do you live like that? I, <laughs> I can't well, imagine. back in the Stone Age, what we used to do. Yeah. <laughs> back when phones had rotary dials and cords. And, How does yeah. this happen? Yeah. <laughs> Um, still rocking the pager, are we, Tom? All right. <laughs> did you uh, did you watch uh, the uh, the episodes today with your boys? Uh, actually, I did not. Oh, really? No, not this time. We've been really busy around the house, mm-hmm. so no, we didn't get a chance to watch them together. Yeah, it seems like every time I talk to you, or every time I see you post on Facebook, you or your wife, it's like. It's time for another home improvement project. Hey, Wilson, you got any advice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we actually just replaced uh, our entire heating and air conditioning system. Yes. And that was uh, a couple days worth of work. Um, you know, but uh, it, it's done now, and it's, it's relatively comfortable in the house. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Can't complain. Yeah, I can't complain. And then another news, uh, I'm waiting patiently for my iPhone 4S to be delivered. May the 4S be with you. Exactly. May the 4S <laughs> be with you. It's not with me yet. Uh, I, in fact, I, I'm not sure where it is. Coming to you from a galaxy far, far away. Exactly. Yes. It's it's uh, sitting in an X-Wing being delivered. It's it's stuck on an X-Wing uh, up in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a Star Destroyer. Yeah. It's it's hard because, you know, I'm hearing people on Twitter saying, oh, I got mine already. And it's like, well, did you order it at four in the morning? You know, how how did you get how how did you get that that quickly? And I don't know if it's because, you know, maybe they got it directly through Apple or maybe, you know, maybe Verizon shipping them out faster. But I ordered mine through AT&T at two in the afternoon on the 7th. And I hear that there's like a cutoff window there where if you ordered it before 4 p.m., then you may get one on the 14th. If you ordered it after 4 p.m., well, then you're back ordered and you're going to have to wait another week or two. 
Great. And it's like, well, is that is that 4 p.m. Eastern? Because you know, it's like <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure. I I don't know. Um, well, even if it was 4 p.m. Eastern, that would have been noon. Yeah. Yeah, 4 p.m. Eastern would have been 6 p.m. my time. So. No, 4 p.m. Eastern would have been 3 p.m. your time. Oh well, then maybe I don't know. I mean, I I know maybe that I ordered screwed. mine at two. Maybe you maybe you are on back order. <laughs> maybe I am. I don't know, but I know from what I'm told. I, again, I don't know this for sure, but from what I'm told, AT and T doesn't charge your credit card for pre-orders until it ships. But yours has already been charged. Mine's already been charged. Yeah, charged. so maybe it is on its way. I don't know. I don't them know. them, they're, them they're postal telling. workers. Them postal workers and them delivery services, they're kind of slow nowadays. Uh, I, you know, honestly, look at the logistics of it. They had a million pre-orders. Getting oh, yeah. a million boxes out in the mail within what what type of time frame? What, two, three days? That's, yep. that's huge. There's just no way. So that's and... why my goddamn hoodie hasn't gotten here yet. <laughs> it got stuck in the mail because there's this deluge of iPhones coming through the through the postal system. Speaking of of hoodies, um, we now have stores where you can buy GeekCastRadio.com merchandise. You can buy you can go to Zazzle and buy T-shirts that are slightly for larger people. Uh, you can also buy mugs and mouse pads and stickers and all kinds of cool stuff over at Zazzle. You can go to Spreadshirt.com uh, and buy, you know, shirts for regular-sized people, like 2X and under. Um, so, yes, go buy our stuff. They make great Christmas gifts. Spreadshirt kind of sounds like it would be shirts for larger people. No. It yeah. does, it does, but it's not. Yeah. It spreads your shirt right Spreading out. Spreading out that shirt. Yeah. Or I mean, very Zazzle, large-breasted Zazzle, women. Wow. Zazzle.com is the only place online outside of, like, maybe, like, awesome 80s tees or whatever the hell that, like, it's 80s tees. Zazzle.com is the only place that I've noticed that you can put custom shirts into, and they have over a 2X for a size. Every other store that I've seen online, uh, Cafe Press, all this other stuff, they cut off at like 2XL. <laughs> we will happily slap your logo on a tent and ship it to you. Yeah, exactly. Fuckers. All right, so let's get this <laughs> show on the road with uh, the season three premiere of Transformers Animated. We'll be ready for anything that comes through. Count on it. Ironhide! Braun! Transform and fall back! We need to protect the space bridge! Secure the perimeter. 
You'll have to get past me first, Deceptor Creeps! You say that like it's a difficult thing, Autobot. Cosmic Rust! Striker to Shockwave! Team Char has taken Space Bridge 687030. Requesting access code so we make transwarp to Cybertron. We are under strict orders from Megatron. No one is to make a move until he and his team arrive. But he was supposed to be there megacycles ago! Starscream, you incompetent malfunction. Your utter failure has reached astronomical proportions. <laughs> Maybe I'd have better luck removing these stasis cuffs if you had bothered to reattach my head to my body! And maybe we wouldn't be floating here helplessly if you hadn't overloaded a space bridge! Are you sensing a pattern here? This is all your So up today is our, uh, in episode 12, we've got the three-part Transwarped. Around the galaxy, Decepticons are battling the thinly spread Autobots space bridges to join in Megatron's planned invasion from the previous season. Meanwhile, as Sari and Professor Sundak deal with the fallout of her shocking discovery, the Autobots try to contact Cybertron to warn them of the traitor Longarm in their midst. Alright, um, I love this episode. This entire, like, I was, like, th they started showing promos, like, a month before this aired on, on Cartoon Network, and they're like, hour-long thing, or ho however long it's supposed to be, or 90-minute feature, whatever the, I don't even remember what it was, but I was super stoked for season three. I didn't even care at the time if it was going to be the last season, I just knew that they were going to go balls to the wall with season three. Uh, and w one of the greatest things is they actually made Hotshot cool. <laughs> <laughs> he got his leg blown off, too. Yeah. Just like an Energon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think with, with Hotshot, as well with a lot of other characters, including, you know, Rodimus, uh, you get a lot of characters here that get their five minutes in the, under the sun. Yeah, they're they're you know they're I want to say 15 minutes of fame, but it's not even 15 minutes. It's literally they're on the screen for two minutes, three minutes, just enough for you to go, wow! I can't believe they use that character, like Spidor. Yeah. Oh my God, Spidor! Yeah. Now see, I don't happen? I didn't know who Spidor was, so I. <laughs> well, not only is he a Beast Wars two character, but uh, he's also a uh, had two different incarnations as far as Beast Wars toys. Oh, cool. No, I mean, there was a Spidor, and then there was Transmetal Spidor, and then he was also in Beast Wars 2, but he uh, he was actually a character in, um, oh, hell, uh, Robots in Disguise. He was one of the bad uh, guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was yeah. his Transmetal form. Yeah, he was a tra his Transmetal form, he, he was one of the Predacons. And that's really where I remembered him from because I mean I I didn't watch the Japanese ones and he wasn't actually in Beast Wars. No. Um. Let's. Uh, 
I know later on when we go to Cybertron, the correspondent will have an issue with uh, Red Alert, but let's talk about the gender-bending Red Alert. I mean, I honestly don't mind it. Um, I actually went through, after watching this entire thing, and I looked just to see, like, Tara Strong is doing, like, 17 freaking voices in this thing. Yeah. She's doing Red Alert. She's doing Stryka. She's doing Sorry. She's, I don't even know what else at this point. She's got so many voice roles in this. Um, but what do you guys think of um, Red Alert being a girl instead of a guy, Michael? I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I honestly was never a big fan of the G1 Red Alert character. Uh, I kind of I remember him being bipolar or something like that. He was. Uh, yeah. He was bipolar. He was bipolar. Yeah, and he's paranoid and... Yeah, par- <laughs> paranoid always follows with impotence. So, so he's paranoid, impotent, and bipolar. And I just, you know, never had a lot of love for that particular character. Uh, so I, I have no problem with that being. You know, honestly, I think I would rather see, you know, Hello Nurse than another RC repaint, Green Paradrone Medic. Well, I mean, Red Alert t- t- isn't really an RC repaint. I mean, well, that's, that's, a, that's what I'm saying. Is normally when you look at when, when they bring out a nurse or a medic, it's right. It's going to be that green RC repaint. Oh, okay. Or a medic, you know. And personally, I'd rather see something else. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, because that that paradrome medic is just a big shelf warmer. There's, I will give the you know Derek J. Wyatt and all the people that worked on this show, they did amazing, on making each character unique. Um, they they just did. Uh, Steve, any issues with the gender bending for Red Alert? Honestly, it doesn't really matter because it's kind of a one of those tertiary characters that just has its five seconds of fame and then it's gone. Yeah. So I mean, it's a nice nod to the to the name and some of the resemblances, but it's it's uh, the whole gender thing doesn't really matter in the grand scheme. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing with um, BotCon 2011 drag strip. Everybody was up in arms that they made it a female. Well, uh, besides um, besides Blur, which was already being used for the Cheetor repaint, you only had the RC mold to work with unless you made drag strip a motorcycle, which would just be way too weird. That, that's kind of like strain. That's kind of like Motormaster being a fucking garbage truck. Give me a fucking break. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I shot a chair away there. But anyway, getting back to this, um, you know, and let all the fanboys rejoice, Rodimus with Judd Nelson providing the voice. Now, granted, cool. Judd has aged and his voice has aged, but still, it's still awesome. <laughs> I, I didn't even notice that was Judd Nelson, but that, that is a very nice nod. Like I said, granted, Judd has aged and his voice has aged and he doesn't have that young John Bender sound anymore, but it's still awesome to hear it. Uh, my only real complaint with with uh, having Rodimus in here is that he didn't get a chance to transform on in, in animation, um, which, whatever. Um, and then his, his demise, oh... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He didn't actually die. Well, I, no, no, I know. He's not dead. He's, he's in repair bay. But <laughs> Cosmic Rust, really? It's oh, weaponized cosmic rust, which makes it that cooler. well. It came from oil slick, so no, it's weaponized cosmic rust. That's his own invention. But uh, no, I, yeah, I had, I had asked uh, <laughs> Derek Wyatt if at the time, you know, did you really kill off Rodimus? And he, you know, just, oh, through Twitter, and he's like, no, he's not dead. He's just he's in the hospital. He's fine. He's just <laughs> sleeping. Yeah, yeah, he's you know he'll get better. He's on vacation. I was not expecting, and I, I'm not going to do it because I really don't want to get that loud, but I was not expecting Tom Kenny's Starscream voice to get that loud. This is all your fault! I was so not expecting that. Well, I wasn't expecting him to turn into a laser either. It's actually got a Starscream. Yes, exactly. Scream. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah, you know, I... I'm I'm all one for puns and plays on words, but come on, <laughs> come on. Well, he does have you know a giant you know immortal allspark fragment it's embedded in his brain. So yeah, sure. Um, Who said Megatron needed a gun anyway? <laughs> that would be funny if, if from now on all Megatron toys instead of coming with the big plasma cannon on their arm. Just have, like, Starscream's head mounted on there. <laughs> it's the talking gun. Oh, wait, it's a target master. Oh, wait. Ooh, that would be cool. Starscream. Megatron with his target master, Starscream. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, sits oh. on, he sits on Megatron's shoulder pad and uh, never exactly. shuts up, so he's, like, two head. And then, uh, you know, he just <laughs> Starscream gets pissed and turns into a fusion cannon. You gotta be careful what you wish for too, because a, a third party actually does have a Starscream that turns into a gun. Honestly, at this point, I wouldn't mind. I, yeah, they're actually pretty cool looking. <laughs> it's kind of neat. Blur's awesomeness never ceases to amaze. Because holy crap, <sighs> heel to the face, heel to the face. Yeah. It's like Blur. Where are you going so fast? Where, where, you know, you know, you're gonna die. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, now you got somewhere to be. No, you don't. <laughs> you got nowhere to be, buddy. No, no, you don't know. You commented on my Facebook post. That's what it was. I um, when I first watched this, okay, when I very first watched it, when it was airing on Cartoon Network, nobody knew that no, they were nobody kill Blur. And in Derek's defense, he did say afterwards that he tried his best. There were sketches out there 
that he tried to draw a spark in the blur cube so he was still alive but right. you know after after longarm gives him the cliff jumper and cliff jumper throws him in the incinerator he ain't coming back from that well you know i i think i want to say on Derek j wyatt's blog uh, his delightful tedium blog. He mm-hmm. posted pictures of the character sheet that had the cube, the right. blur cube, with and in the middle is a crack, and you can see the spark, the spark, spark, the spark yeah. still intact inside. And when I was watching the episode, you could see the crack, but there wasn't anything in it. I think they just it wasn't forgot anything to animate in it because they he they, said they it didn't wouldn't see the work. importance of it. Yeah. Yeah, but still. That, well, that's, yeah, that's... that if if they, you know, if if you just kind of imagine it's not an incineration chamber. I mean, this isn't Aperture Labs, right? Uh, it could have just been a garbage chute that just dropped blurs cube onto the top of a big pile of garbage, and eventually someone would be like, "Hmm, what's this? There's a spark cube in it, and resurrected blur." I mean, it could happen. Uh, you know, we're not used to having wishful thinking is what it is. It's wishful thinking. Blur's well, dead. <laughs> you know, it's it's like they only kill so many people in this episode. So, you know, it's like oh, it's it's not Transformers I, unless Blur dies. Oh no, wait. I can't. Go ahead, Steve. I wasn't saying anything. Oh, I thought you were. Uh, I can't imagine David K saying. We're gonna kill them all. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> I can't imagine David K. Optimus saying that. Season four. <laughs> no. Season four, we will kill them all. He won't say that. He'll just do what Emperor Palpatine says. Wipe them out. All of them. <laughs> That's right. Uh... Now, we have a voice change here. Um, in season two, and in season one as well, I believe, uh, Omega Supreme was voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. Here in season three, he's voiced by Phil Lamar. Um, oh. It's it's very like I can hear pretty much what I hear in in Omega in this episode is uh, Phil Lamar's Green Lantern voice from Justice League with some sort of robotic overtone over it, kind of like a vocoder, but it's that deep voice like this type of thing that that he's using for Omega, I think. Um, I don't mind the voice change. I like Kevin Michael Richardson a little bit better, but I also don't think that Phil did a bad job with it. But I do like, you know, it just goes to show that Megatron is is conniving. He basically tricks Omega into transwarping to Cybertron. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't let this guy talk to you. He's like... Hannibal Lecter, you know, <laughs> have you slit your own throat in the middle of the night? <laughs> you know, it's just, just like, uh, yeah, it's like either just toss him overboard or clamp his mouth shut so he can't say anything. Cause... Well, it's like talking to tarantulas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Except he, except uh, the only difference between that is and, and Megatron or uh, Megatron doesn't play the rampage role of. Stop it. <laughs> Again with the Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. Now, I know I've skipped over the whole thing about Sari and the family thing and, you know, her not wanting to talk to Sundak and all that. Well, that's a great part of the story and it's an okay part of the story, I guess. But, I mean, the main focus of this is the Autobot Decepticon Wars going on. Um, but I do have to say that 
The only reason why I like Headmaster in this episode is because of what happens to him. He <laughs> steals the giant deformed Starscream body. Puts Zombie his Starscream. Puts his Headmaster unit on it. Battles with Optimus Prime. And my and this is why I thought Kevin was going to love this was because Optimus Prime basically just turned turned it back, right back on, on on Masterson about you know why don't you try fighting like a jet you know transforming is pretty difficult even for a noob such as yourself and just hearing Optimus say noob it was just <laughs> it was more hilarious than any time Masterson has ever said it yeah <laughs> total Odin's time. I hated any <laughs> appearance of Masterson. Yeah. I wish that I like they would have just said, you know what, you're a total noob, and then just squashed him. Right. But see, that's what I was thinking that Kevin would like, is that Optimus... It wasn't really something that Masterson said, it was what Optimus did. He tricked that's him. what I thought Kevin would he like. He outsmarted him, is what it comes yes. down to. Yeah, exactly. He, he used his own ego against him, yep. and, well, because and he managed had... to rip his own head off. Well, because he had as a big head, it wouldn't fit inside Starscream. Itty bitty body. <laughs> yeah. Was fantastic magic of cosmic powers? Itty bitty body. Yeah. Itty tiny living space. The only the the only thing I liked from head Ma- from Masterson in this one, mm. <laughs> and it it gave me a what the fuck moment because when he says, "Cut it out, widget head." <laughs> I, I saw you post that, and I had no idea what you are talking about. I was like, he, you might have to refresh my memory. It's, it's during the battle. Yeah? Because because Prime just tells... Um, Prime calls Sumdak. Yeah. And in this really obvious tone, which Sara doesn't pick up on, he gives Sumdak where they're going to be. They're going to the Burger Bot. And right. because... Masterson was in the tower beforehand. <laughs> Tells him exactly where it's going to be, how long yep. it takes to get there. Yep. <laughs> in traffic. <laughs> and 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 Masterson bugged the the Simdac Tower phone system, so he listened in. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, my note before the widget head note was. Uh, Mucho bad idea, Duda Reno. Holy fuck, thank God this is the last time we see Masterson. <laughs> I like Masterson. <laughs> Crush him. Crush him. Crush <laughs> him. Like a bug. Now, it was not, it was somebody else, but it sounded exactly like this person's. Perceptor was not Stephen Hawking. Everyone thought it was. But it sounds just like him. It's Microsoft Bob. <laughs> you know that would be funny too, because it's like we got Stephen Hawking in to do a voiceover. It's like that Stephen Hawking doesn't talk; his computer talks. You can make any computer talk just like him. Yeah, it makes no. If you like, yeah, you know how much it costs to get Stephen Hawking to become in to do a voiceover? It's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's like we, yeah, we had to pay his lab. It was crazy. It's like talking oh, to Roger Ebert. <laughs> oh, 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 it's not that bad. Come on. Dude. That's a low blow. <laughs> I know. God, it's like I mean, cutting someone off at the knee, dude. Perceptor <laughs> has his bottom jaw. I mean, there's really no reason. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> and Michael took it a step further. Wow. 
<laughs> well, I was getting at that they're making a uh, a voice based off of his own original voice, kind of like the Stephen Hawking thing. Yeah. So that that's what I was getting at when I mentioned him, not the fact that he's missing part of his jaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted. That's terrible. I wanted to see. Uh, Wheeljack. I should say, I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear Wheeljack talk. Because Wheeljack's there, and he's got this badass goatee going on. And I'm like, dude, Wheeljack is awesome. <laughs> we need a Wheeljack toy. And, uh, you know, it was sad, too, because at the time it was like, wow, we need a Perceptor toy, too. And I, we got we got the Perceptor toy. Well, kind, kind of. of. We got it Generations, Generations. Perceptor was yeah. literally a truck with a microscope on top of it. So, yeah. kind of got now, it. But a Wheeljack... That look like that with the, with a badass goatee, that would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, since you did mention the Perceptor toy, I will say that everybody was like, everybody that got that toy originally, like, five, they, they, they looked at the toy's license plate, 51409, what the hell does that mean? What it means is May 14th, 2009 was the original air date of Transwarped. Oh. See, there you go. It makes perfect knowing, sense. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> there you go. Red lasers and blue lasers and knowing. Yes. Uh, I, I'm loving the flashback story that they're telling. I, I think that's really, really great. We're getting a history of like the beginnings of the war. Um, well, this is going to be the end of the war. This is They're building their doomsday device so that the war will end. Right, but there's st- okay. Well, it's not the very beginning of the war, but I mean, they're it's like they're, they're in the middle of it. They're they're str- they're strategizing and stuff like that. That's that's what I'm loving, and it's telling more of Ratchet's backstory because yeah. throughout the entire series, we've gotten you know Ratchet's backstory up to now, and the backstory now for Ratchet is that he has to be the mentor bot for Omega because right. RC transferred the code. And it, well, the question becomes, and this is, uh, well, this goes way back to the beginning. It's like we know how uh, Bulkhead and Bumblebee ended up as janitor bots, right? And yeah. sooner or later, we're going to find out how Optimus Prime ended up as a janitor bot. It won't be long now. Uh, but why, why is Ratchet there? I mean, he was a he was a warrior in the. Uh, the first Great War. So, what, how did he end up as a janitor bot? Well, he's stuck with the ship. He can't yeah. leave the ship. He's yeah. no matter what, where they put the ship, you know, he's there with it. Yep, exactly. Um, <laughs> rock lords. <laughs> I liked the rock lords. I mean, well, granted, I, I, the original toys. Not a big fan. They're kind of lame, right? <laughs> but these particular rock lords were cool. Yeah, they were kind of awesome. These were like, you know, they had protuberances and tribal tattoos, and they look like giant bug-looking things. You know what they reminded me of, and this is kind of a weird thought, is uh, they reminded me of the Gartham. What's like a, that? From uh, uh, the Dark Crystal. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen the Dark Crystal. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Wow, really? Seriously? Wow. I, I honestly don't... <laughs> if I have, I, it, it, it's faded from my now... This, this is where that Netflix streaming will come in handy. <laughs> I've got it on DVD. I, my kids have watched it. They think it's amazing. It's, if it's I like, have seen it, it's been years and years and years oh, and years. 
This is like a little bit of Jim Henson at his best, honestly. You gotta you gotta go back and see that. But there's these giant crab monsters called the Gartham, and they're like, you know, it's 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 pretty neat. Uh, um, I'm a robot hero too. Are you serious? Sadly, though. <laughs> Sadly, we never got TFA Robot Heroes. I would have loved those little mini TFA Robot Hero figuring things. That would have been so cool. The ro- oh, robot you're thinking, heroes. okay, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, those. Yeah, <laughs> been awesome. I was, I was gonna say there was a there's a Japanese line called Hero Robots. <clears throat> they were called uh, yeah no the yeah the super deformed little robot yeah yeah, yeah I know yeah yeah. That would have been cool. Maybe in ten years. Doubtful. Very doubtful. Um. <laughs> it's like the fifteen-year, you know, anniversary. It's kind of like because we got the uh, the Beast Machines Robot Heroes because it was the fifteenth anniversary. Yeah. So maybe. I mean, you never know if they ever revisit something like that. The uh, I want to say Hasbro uh, relaunched their their little tiny super deformed line. So they've got them now for uh, G.I. Joe. No, not G.I. Joe, just Star Wars. Star yeah. Wars and something else. But they're kind of like, yeah. you know, the Robot Heroes line or the, uh, what they call the, what they call them, Space Heroes? Galactic Heroes now. The, the Galactic Heroes on the Star Wars side. Yeah. But, uh, but they don't, they're more articulated. They're, they're better toys, what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah. Mm. Um, it could come back. You don't know. I, I just want to warn anybody right now who has a weak stomach, uh, there will be some <laughs> sexual innuendo in the next few minutes here. Will. Uh, she is going to insert the key in herself. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. This is such a bad idea. <laughs> you know, it, it, it opened up her chest. Her chest opened up. And it's, it was it was like a matrix chamber, and it, it lit up. Bad porno is what it is. I swear. No, it's, like it's, it's robo porn. She she wasn't bucking and riding on the key. It opened up in her chest. I I wasn't even thinking that, and I had a dirty mind. So she ripped her shirt open, and light came out, <laughs> and she plugged the key in, and it jiggled between her. Never mind. No. She's and then eight. she transformed. Well, it kills me, though. She transforms from an 8-year-old to a 16-year-old. She hit puberty, and she had sex with the key. I... <laughs> uh, it's just like, wow. But, I mean, she she changes into something cooler, I should say. She, in, she integrated with her vibrating key. <sighs> That's as far as I'm going with that. Just, you just yeah. want to make this dirty. Is that what it comes down to? Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, sorry, out of control. Ratchet has to use the EMP, even though he doesn't want to. Blah, blah, blah. Taser. has to save Bumblebee. Because uh, Bumblebee's Fun. got a hole in his chest, too. That, 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 that was my do. note. I don't th- uh, sadly, I don't think he turned gray, but that was my note. Finally, somebody oh. other than Prime dies. Well, that, <laughs> that was, yeah. It's like, it's not Transformers unless Bumblebee dies. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> he never dies. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But this, the, one of the themes of the, the episode so far has been, you know, Ratchet saying, I'm a good doctor. I know what I'm doing. I may be a little, yeah, I may be a little rusty, you know, but I've been doing this a long time. I I know what I'm doing. And instead of relying. Rusty doctors is how people end up with, you know, physical disabilities for the rest of their fucking life. (laughs) Well, let's let's not deal with that. Let's just deal with Ratchet for the moment. (laughs) So Ratchet, you know, he's had trouble in the past and, and he really hasn't practiced medicine in a long time, especially since Sari and her key have come along because every time someone gets hurt, she hops up on their chest and plugs it in. So, and, you know, again, late oh. over the key. <laughs> I everyone's, thought it too. Everyone's got the, you know, a, a hole in their cleavage that the key fits into. So, exactly. So the, uh, the, the whole the whole thing here coming full circle is the key no longer works because Sari used it all up on her new 16-year-old bod, and Ratchet has to come through and actually do his job. And at this point, he's thinking, "I don't think I can do my job. <laughs> you know, this is this is really serious." I, yeah, he starts to panic, but he pulls through. Bumblebee pulls through, yeah. and uh, and they prove that you know he's he's still got it. You know, he's not he's not obsolete yet. Yeah, um, I already mentioned. Uh, I, I I had a note after that one about about Phil doing a neat Omega. Uh, so I already I already talked about that. Um, and then Prowl pulls it out of her, and I have it in quotation marks. Oh God! <laughs> and she went offline. Yeah. Well, um, she she didn't go offline. She she was still. Uh, I know. Well, no, she didn't go offline. She just went to sleep. She's in a coma. No, I think even after he pulls the key out, she's still spinning around and killing things. For a few minutes, and then I think Ratchet hit her again with the EMP. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, okay, Come on, here's remember. here's the th- okay. This is this goes along the line of, of of Kevin constantly through the through the podcast talking about why do robots need human things? Yeah. Why the fuck does a robot need? Bandages? Are you serious? There's a clear white bandage over Bumblebee's chest. Oh, I don't know. Was it a bumper sticker this time? No, it 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 was it was, it was almost like a white ace bandage. Ace. Well, you know, it's a covers up holes. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. I, I didn't even that. notice it. I don't remember. I, I'm really surprised you're being so nitpicky. But, well, okay. that's that's pretty much the only nitpick. I only have a couple more notes anyway. Um, I love I, I love Ratchet's uh, snarky remark when he upgrades Bumblebee to battle grade stingers, and he's like, and Bumblebee's like, why didn't you do that before? And Prime's like, because battle grade stingers aren't allowed, or something. They're and they, only allowed and, on and then Ratchet bots, turns yeah. around. Ratchet turns around and goes, "What are you gonna do? Arrest me?" <laughs> 
You know, honestly, the first time I saw a Decepticon, I would have been like, give me your arm. <laughs> you know? it's, like, yeah. Yeah. it's like, you know what? We're going to need a little more oomph here. <laughs> Let's take care of that for you. Yeah. Uh, that's all Bumblebee's ever going to be as a decoy. Because they send him to be the decoy for Omega. While Prowl and Prime sneak in. Yeah. Go over there and shoot him in the foot. See how well that works. <laughs> sure, okay. Uh, and my last note was uh, kind of close to the end of the episode. Finally, Bulkhead and Mumblebee have a good idea with uh, the transwarp randomly thing with the receiving um, the receiving beacon, uh, throwing it on Omega. So Starscream can't... Uh, can't transwarp directly to Cybertron. He'll just transwarp randomly across the galaxy. Um, <laughs> I know I've skipped a lot of stuff, but that's just how I took my notes, and I figure Steve has more. So, uh, any thoughts on transwarp, Steve? Um, I think it kind of sucks that Blur died, but yeah, I because oh. I rather liked him mm-hmm. in this show, and I am so glad Masterson is gone. <laughs> He didn't die. No, I know, but he's never coming back. <laughs> I'm glad he's never oh, coming yeah. back. Okay, yeah. And I'm glad that uh, the stupidity of gamer speak is gone. <laughs> Forever. Total ownage time. Yes. Um, I, I love the fact that they made Omega transwarp all over the place. Just yeah, random. That, awesome. that That is kind of cool. Uh it kind of sucks, like like we said about, you know, the incinerating Blur, because I just, it's sad. I liked Blur. Yeah. I, I like you know, the, the image that floats could've, around. Though, it could have been smart. like, well, we can't pay John Machido what he wants for another episode, so let's just kill his <laughs> character. Oh. I think they were just going through a Blitz episode, like, uh, how many people can we kill in one episode? Let's go. Mm-hmm. They didn't kill that many, I mean. They almost killed Bumblebee. That doesn't count. They wiped though. out Rodimus's crew. Yeah, I suppose if they're dead, I mean, E Wonders died. Derek Wyatt said they're not dead. He's not dead. As far as the, as far as the show shows, they technically are. They look pretty dead. Never see them again. They don't come back. I don't think. No. I mean, and unless then... you know, he throws them in late in, in a later crowd scene or something. Yeah. At the end of, um, when we get to the finale of, uh, when we get to episode 15, all the uh, Transformers that have showed up throughout the entire series are in the crowd scene um, at the end of uh, Endgame Part 2. Well, there you go. What else, Steve? Um, I think it's funny how they uh, implicate Wasp as the traitor. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no! I don't... I love how Longarm isn't able to really keep up appearances <laughs> a few times. He doesn't sound very sure of himself toward the end. No. He's like, I think that all communications should be routed through me. And they all look at him and he's like, um, for security. Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of funny how he does that. And then you can pretty much tell that he's like, you know what, I'm getting tired of this crap. I've been posing as an Autobot for four million years now. Well, I mean, this will eventually, because obviously 
as season three goes on, they're going to expose him. I mean, that's, you know, there's no, there's no helping that. And, and we, as the audience obviously already know, you know, we're, we're in on it. So as far as who he really is, um, uh, Michael, do you have anything? Have you remembered anything that you'd like to bring up? I, I do. I had a few things that came up in my mind. Uh, First of all, I could watch the first five minutes of uh, of this movie, you know, off the three-parter. I should say the <laughs> the first five minutes of uh, episode 30 over and over and over again. Yeah, the, Team the whole... Athena versus Team Char. Yeah. yeah. No, that is – it's awesome. And it's all these characters that you didn't think you would see that you suddenly – it's like Braun and – well, we've, we've seen Ironhide. Right, but we don't really see him much after the uh, auto boot camp, uh, doing the transform ups. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Hotshot being a character, and you know, I I wasn't a big fan of Hotshot, uh, but yeah, this was a pretty cool. I mean, the fact that he's got I don't want to say like napalm launchers, but he's got a it's fire a flamethrower. He's got a fire weapon, right? And his name it's is Hotshot. Yeah, but that kills me. He's, his name is Hotshot, and he's got a flamethrower. That That's just awesome. And Spidor, uh, you know, and Oil Slick, who has, has a toy, but he didn't actually show up. This is like this is like the equivalent of taking one of those, you know, second string, uh, you know, early Beast Wars toys and putting him in the cartoon for no apparent reason. It's like, <laughs> Razor Beast, you're up. You know, come on in. you got a cameo. Razor Beast, I choose you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, like 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 uh, Beast Wars Spinor. You know, he shows up in the cartoon. He's like, hey, I'm a frog. Hey. <laughs> I was like, no. Frogs don't show up in Beast, in Beast Wars. But no, I, I, I like that. I thought that was terribly cool. Um, I like Stryka. I like Stryka back in Beast Machines. Yeah, Stryka has a nice updating. It's very faithful to the Beast Machines design. It yeah. is, and I and the granted I don't really care for the character, but either way, I mean, even in Beast Machines, I didn't really. But it, it's it's very true to the Beast Machines form and voicing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, tossing obsidian, this would have made my day. But uh, I'll yeah. settle for Cyclonus. Cyclonus was cool too. Cyclonus. How did he why get couldn't there? We have gotten, why couldn't we have gotten that toy? Or why can't Takara repaint the universe Cyclonus in that toy and give us swords? Oh my god. That would have been an awesome <laughs> animated <swords>. toy. <laughs> it or, seems like all the animated toys have swords. Why does RC have swords? This doesn't make any sense to me. As much as I don't like um, the third party stuff. Yeah. I can't. One of the third-party companies, like like like, uh, what was it? Corbot V that made the War for Cybertron axe for the Optimus Prime toy. Why can't they make purple swords for the Universe Cyclonus repaint, like the Battle in Space Cyclonus? Oh my God, that would be so awesome! Yeah, you know, the Japanese make. Uh, I don't know what toy company it is, but but they they make uh, reproduction like ninja weapons and samurai weapons. Uh, and it would be very easy to like paint one of those purple if you can get your hands on them. I tried to through eBay at one point. I couldn't get any. But you know, back to the the task at hand here. Um, I really, really like that battle, and 
it's a shame that you know most of these guys we see them for five minutes and and well, we see Stryka again toward the end of the episode, but for yeah. about half a minute, just long enough to to cuss out uh, Shockwave. <laughs> but but that's it, and it's like man, you know this is this is pretty epic. I I would like to see just a whole episode on Team Athena. Yeah, that would be awesome. Wow, what's that noise? Random robot noises. Lovely. I know. <laughs> it's like <laughs> giant freaking robot stepping on my house. <laughs> oh, uh, I liked the, uh, the the whole, I don't even know what to call it. It's, it's like Bumblebee being transported across the universe. Yeah, the the, the random transwarping, yeah. Yeah, I liked that because it seems like every time the... Uh, Every time the, the the ship or Omega Supreme would would teleport, uh, Bumblebee would kind of follow in its footsteps. Yeah. Sort sort of end up wherever it was, and, and then get eaten by Rock Lords. Did they actually call them Rock Lords? No, Derek did afterwards though. Um, they just called them Rock Monsters in the episode. Um, <laughs> but it's a clear homage. Well, I mean. It's it's a rock that turns into, you know, humanoid something or another. I suppose you could, yeah, I could see how you could get there. Sure, why not? <laughs> I, you know, what was really touching is the whole. I don't want to say reunion or uh, what, what, what what's the term here? Uh, the reconciliation of uh, Sari and Sumdeck. Yeah. He's like, she is my daughter, and I love her. And he's like. You know, and, and I'm like, oh, and then she jumps out of the garbage can and goes, he's my dad, and I love him, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then she uses her giant fists of fury to blast the headmaster. Well, to move his foot a little, you know, that was kind of neat. But I, I would oh, expect, God. sorry. Yeah, let's talk about that, that really quickly, that, 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 that foot movement, because holy crap, Starscream's bo- Starscream is a girl. He has heels. <laughs> no, I mean it. Look, it looks like a woman's high heel shoe. I understand that it's his thruster in jet mode yeah. and everything else, but just the way that Masterson moved after she blasted him, yeah. the way that that—I swear to God—it looked like a woman walking in high heels. Uh, okay, it did. <laughs> Starscream, the cross-dressing robot. And what part of your personality did you come from? <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to know. <laughs> What'd she say? I don't want to talk about it. Or... Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway. So, yeah, that part of the personality is, is where Slipstream came from. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh. What... <laughs> but anyway, it was very touching when they made up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked that part. It yeah. you know, brought a little tiny bloody tear to my eye. A bloody tear? Like a dirty little tear, baby. Rolling oh, down my Lord. dirty little... Okay, what else do you have for Transwarped? <laughs> um, hold on. I'm running off the cuff here because I forgot. <laughs> and I'm actually just kind of like scanning through the text here. Like, what did I? Re- what do I remember? Damn it. Um, normally oh, I'm a lot more prepared here and I've actually got notes written down, uh, but I don't have them. Yeah. You fail. You fail as a podcaster. Epic, epic fail. I suck at this. Why do you let me continue? Um, <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> exactly. You're the weakest link. Goodbye. Me first. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you mean you first? You can't be fired. You're the network co-creator, you asshole. I can be fired from shows. Oh. Well, uh, we have, what, five more episodes of... Can we? God, we should have booted his ass long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway. Right, so, oh, good night, everybody. The during the, uh, I forgot to mention during the flashback, um, we meet, during the flashback, you know, we meet, um, I want to say director of, not director of security, but uh, the, the, I thought his name was Hardhead. I thought it was Highbrow. Highbrow, that's it. Okay, we meet Highbrow. Hardhead is in there somewhere, too, but we meet Highbrow. And the other one was Mainframe. Yeah. And Mainframe was actually a, uh, oh, what do they call them? Stupid Transformers that don't transform. Um, Action Masters. Robots. Action Masters, yeah. You know, I'm tired, and I'm sure there's fanboys out there that are screaming at me like, Action Master, motherfucker, you know. Uh, but I, <laughs> motherfucker. I just, exactly, I just can't, couldn't get it off the top of my head there. They're called Action Masters. Yeah, so Mainframe was an Action Master, but Highbrow, uh, I want to say it was a Headmaster. He was, yeah. I believe he had Gort in him in G1. Had a little bit of Gort in him. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> oh, no. Headshot! Headshot! Oh, that was, oh, all right, that was the other comment I had. Oh, my God. Um, what was it when they, when they, when the revelation comes to Sari that, uh, you know, she's actually part Sarvatronian? Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, we're cousins, you know, but uh, she's thinking, well, if Sumdak made me and the only access to Cybertronian material he has is Megatron. And she's Megatron's like, my dad. You, you mean my dad put Megatron parts in me? Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's like, oh, she's got a little Megatron inside her. Bounce, and, <laughs> I'm thinking that's so wrong. It's almost like saying she's got a little bit of Captain in her. <laughs> oh, wow. Captain Fanzone? They Captain did Morgan. try to make her live with him. Captain Morgan. <laughs> Captain uh, Morgan. Okay. <laughs> Got a little Megatron. Just a little one. So, you know, that's not, not saying. a big one. That's, you know, you look at the size of the guy's feet, and it's like, fuck, you know. Crap. Wow. <laughs> it horrible, doesn't fit. Horrible sexual connotation. Uh, All right. Yeah. So, overall, Steve, how did, how did you like Transwarped overall? Excelente. You had to throw <laughs> the Mexican in there? Wow. Michael? Oi. Everybody loves Mexican. <laughs> they need a little Mexican in them. <laughs> we don't need no stinky Mexican. <laughs> you goddamn dirty ape. Ole. All right. So, Michael, overall, Transwarped, what did you think? That was actually topical because that line was referenced in the show. So. Uh, what did I think? I, you know, I I really like this one. Um, and I, again, this is where the writers, I think at this point they knew, I don't want to say, you know, they were positive, but I think they, they ha- thought there was a chance that they weren't going to get picked up for a fourth season. Um, and this was, I want to say, the year that, that I met Derek J. Wyatt at the BotCon, and I told him, you know, hey, there's another Transformers movie coming out this summer, and the last Transformers TV show that that you know was out before the, the first Transformers movie got canceled because the movie was coming out and they wanted to focus on those toys. I said, you know, what do you think the chances are that you're going to get a fourth season? And he basically, you know, said, oh, you know, we're hoping. You know, we'll cross the fingers. I don't know for sure. 
Wait, which BotCon? Uh, was that... Shattered Glass? Was that 2008? Yeah, that Shattered Glass was 08. I want to say, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. But Shattered was Glass there. was in Cincinnati. Marty Eisenberg, yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was, yeah, Cincinnati. Oh, God, that was a, just a dangerous, dangerous area to be in around that convention center. And I was um, there. Oh, no, since, yeah. I'm thinking, uh... Was it Cincinnati or Lexington, Kentucky that was dangerous? Maybe Lexington was, no. was 2006. It was no Lexington, Kentucky was the, the dangerous one. We went around the neighborhood. It was like, oh my god, we're gonna die. Uh, yeah, Lexington you, was uh, the Beast Wars con. That was uh, Dawn of Futures Past in 2006. Yeah, that one was um, that was dangerous. Uh, we didn't actually get into a nice area until we crossed the river and went over to Newport. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati was nice. We went on a we Christy and I went on a. Uh, what do they call that? Um, it was a horse-drawn carriage ride around the city. That... Hay ride? No, it wasn't a hay ride. It was a, it was a horse-drawn carriage. It was a carriage. Okay, that's what they call it then. It wasn't a hay ride. No, I know. But, <laughs> no, I'm saying a, a horse-drawn carriage is what they call it. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. It was very romantic. It was nice. All right. So Anyway, back to what I was saying is, uh, you know, that year, talk to Marty Eisenberg, talk to Derek, Day, Derek J. Wyatt. And uh, I want to say, yeah, Derek J. White was like, I don't know. I don't make those decisions. And Marty Eisenberg was like, well, you know, we're just going to cross our fingers and hope. You know, we're not sure. I can't say either way. And I'm, at that point, I'm thinking, oh, you guys are so screwed. You're getting canceled. You know, <laughs> but. Uh, because of the shittiest Transformers movie in history. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a horrible, horrible movie. But, you know, I sold a lot of toys. And. It sold a lot more toys than Transwarp sold, you know, I mean, sadly. Well, actually, it made the Transwarp toys when the show was airing. Uh, you uh, know, there there are some Transwarp toys that only appeared in Japan. They never even made it to the States because nobody you know, wanted to sell them. Blackout. Blackout was one of them, I think. Yeah, Blackout was, yeah. Blackout, well, the other, yeah, I want to say um, RC and Rodimus almost didn't make it. Yeah. When they, when they did make it. Uh, well, it was were, too little, too late. They were hard to find at first because the collectors were scooping them up. But then, as they made, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't think it was the collectors. I think it was the fucking scalpers. That too, yeah, because you saw a lot of them on eBay, and the, yeah. but I mean, I found a, a couple, and I was like, "Woohoo, I'm happy." But yeah. about a year later, you see them shelf warming. Yeah, and it's like this is why uh retailers don't want to buy these toys because they're going to shelf form. They're they're looking to buy the uh the movie toys because that's where the quick money's going to be made. Yep. Uh, and and for me getting back to this overall Transwarped great way to start the season. Um even though sadly this is the last season of the show, um lots of action, lots of story. They pretty much, not only did they tie up stuff in season two as far as ending all the stuff from the previous two seasons, in this they're also tying up what the cliffhangers were from season two, like, you know, Omega going through the space bridge and, you know, Sari getting her robotics arms ripped off and, and everything else. Um, overall, I think it's a great way to start the season and can't wait for more. We are going to go to some ads, then we're going to head to Cybertron to hear what Kevin has to say. And we'll be back to close the show. Here is quote number one. You mean my dad put Megatron parts in me? Ew! Here's quote number two. Why don't you try fighting like a jet? 
That is, unless you don't think you can handle transforming. It is pretty difficult, especially for a noob such as yourself. Ugh, nobody calls me a noob! And quote number three? Ooh, the Autobot Elite Guard. This should be fun. Attention Decepticons, this is Megatron. All units fall back at once. Do not engage the Autobots until further orders. Fall back? He cannot be serious! There will be grave consequences for those who disobey. Your leader has spoken. Right. You heard the bot! Fall back! On the double! You ain't gonna believe this, Commander. But the cons are going Splitsville. Finally, quote number four. All communication with Optimus Prime's crew should be filtered through me first. No exceptions. For security's sake, of course. And for the sake of all Cybertron. Yes! No. No! No! No, there will be no Operation Interference. I am TFG1 Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. I also have a few supplemental episodes and an interview with Stan Bush. I bring in guest hosts who will be full-time co-hosts in Steve Megatron and fan of the show, now co-host, Pecan Court Michael. So check out the TFG1 podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transform and roll out! The Beast Unleashed podcast is over, not gone. You can hear more of this great podcast discussing all the episodes of Beast Wars and Beast Machines on GeekCastRadio.com. We include voice actor and writer interviews with stellar hosting by Steve, Mike, and Michael. Head on over to iTunes or the net or else I will send you my vehicles to extract your spark and destroy you. <laughs> yes. Hello again, it's Optimus Solo, your Cybertronian correspondent, coming at you with my thoughts on the beginning of Season 3 of Transformers Animated. That's right, we're talking Episode 30 through 32, or the first three Season 3 episodes, which is the Transwarped 3-parter. Um, now, I know the guys went into detail about it, so I'm going to try to avoid most of the inner details and just kind of gloss over my ups and downs, my thumbs up and thumbs down from these episodes. First of all, let's talk about the characters, because we were barraged with a whole slew of, of characters. I mean, we had... Uh, Red Alert, Rodimus, Jazz, Ultramagnus, Hybra, Shockwave, Hotshot, Ironhide, Brawn, Blackout, Oil Slick, Cyclonus, Striker, Omega Supreme, Blur, the Starscream Clones, um, Cliff Jumper, uh, Perceptor. Um, we had a ton of characters in this episode. 
the highlights for me, as far as the look of the characters and the body, my favorite couple were uh, Rodimus and Brawn. I thought they looked really cool. Um, my downside would be Red Alert being a girl. Um, I, I hate it when reboots change the sex of a character, so that's absolutely retarded. Um, I did not like Stryker's look or Stryker's voice. I thought Stryker just overall was a retarded character. And I also did not like the voice they used for Cliff Jumper. Um, obviously, I, Cliff Jumper's look is fine, but Cliff Jumper's voice is is not very cool. And uh, my other highlight for new characters was the, even though he didn't appear as a character, was the sighting of Metroplex. Um, I've always loved Metroplex, and just having him in the series, even if it's just as scenery, who knows what will happen eventually, but just seeing him was, was really cool. Um, as far as the overall episode, the episode was great. Uh, we had lots of different angles going on. We have the Long Arm Prime Shockwave uh, double agent angle with him and Blur and him, you know, just trying to keep his cover. We have the whole Starscream and Megatron controlling Omega Supreme. And that ending scene was just absolutely awesome with Omega Supreme and going back and forth between Megatron, Starscream, Prowl. And as they try to battle for it, that was really cool. Um, we had the whole Sari storyline, which uh, I'll get, I'm getting over it, but I don't like it in concept, but they're not doing a terrible job with it, so I'll at least give them that much. But we had a lot of different uh, storylines going on, so that was really cool. Um, oh, I forgot. I also did not like Perceptor's voice. Uh, why does Perceptor have to be Stephen Hawking? I'm not 100% sure. Um, but overall, the episode was really solid. We had a lot of different storylines, um, a lot of good stuff happening, a lot of Transformer-centered stories, so that was excellent. My only nitpicks for this episode, and the only stuff that I didn't like besides those couple voices that I that I mentioned and the fact that Red Alert was a girl. Um, first of all, having the Headmaster angle come back, I thought I was supposed to love this third appearance of the Headmaster, but uh, no. It, on Starscream, it looked retarded. Um... Having Starscream as a separate head was funny. It was akin to Bulkhead when he was a separate head. I, I liked Starscream as as a head, and I loved him when he said free at last when he hit the ground, and that was kind of funny. Um, so that was all right, but having the Headmaster angle in here was just stupid. That wasn't needed. Um, Project Omega was cool. As far as my other little nitpicks, I didn't like it when uh, Masterson said, nobody calls me a noob. Nobody calls me a chicken. Are we Marty McFly, or is this Transformers? Um, more than meets the Viz Scanners? No, it's more than meets the eye. It's a fucking Transformers trademark. You don't say more than meets the Viz Scanners. Um, but I did like it when he said, we don't need no stinking key, because we don't. Um, Sorry's robot form is kind of retarded looking. And Prowl saving my, saying, my Cyber Ninja process, processor over matter, and him trying to like meditate and make it work, was retarded. Um, but those were the only really things I could find that I didn't like. The, the prowl trying to meditate over things, the, um, the use of a couple lines like viz scanners and that type of thing, and then the whole headmasters part. But everything else was really excellent in this. Um, Blur was a highlight of the episode. Omega Supreme was a highlight. Uh, we got to see Jazz again, so that was cool. And I really liked the ending with the whole Omega Supreme thing. That was just just really cool. So, um, this is a great start to season three. I'm hopefully going to get over the whole sorry being a robot slash organic bull crap storyline. Um, I'll hopefully get over that, but the whole 
now being more connected with Cybertron, dealing with the Elite Guard, dealing with um, the space bridging and, and everything else that's connecting all of the Transformers, it seems like we're going to get a lot more Transformers-centric uh, storyline, so that'll be great. So overall, solid episode, great start to Season 7, and I give it a 7 out of 10. Dizzy! Not liking to Now back to Transformation Animation Podcast. We are back, and thank you to the Cybertronian correspondent uh, for his thoughts. Um, my first note was actually, it's kind of funny, I know Kevin really just kind of glazed over it because we kind of went into more detail as he said in the clip, uh, but wow, a clip that Kevin is actually positive in when he's recording because he hardly had anything negative to say about anything. <laughs> Well, except about Stryker. Well, maybe he hasn't seen Beast Machine, so I think probably what it was was maybe it was her voice that he didn't really like, or maybe it was the overall character. I don't remember at this point. Um, I think they made Stryker significantly more badass. In, I in, do too. Yeah, here. I mean, but I think she was a really good supporting character, and Obsidian was the badass in Beast Machines. Mm-hmm. But yep. here it was, yeah, it was really cool to see her. Yeah. Um, and he also mentioned that he likes Cliff Jumper's design, but he doesn't like the voice for it. Um, you know, Cliff Jumper, David K did the voice for Cliff Jumper. Maybe it's because Cliff Jumper is kind of monotone. Maybe that's why Kevin didn't like it. I'm not sure. Does he want Casey um, Kasem to come do it? That would have been cool, but still. <laughs> you know. Uh, and I already mentioned the headmaster yeah. bit that I thought he was going to like. Uh, mainly it was, you know, Optimus Prime throwing the stuff back in his face. Um, you know, Optimus calling him a noob and, and daring him to transform and all that. So <laughs> That was well done. Yes, it was. Um, so, overall, we're looking forward to Season 3. Thank you for joining us here on Transformation Animation Podcast. Or so ways get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter. The show name there is TFA Podcast. Mine is TFGO and Mike. Steve, what is your Twitter? SCP21. And Michael? Uh, my Twitter is PecanCTMichael. Again, you fucking forget it. Well, it takes me a second. I don't know. Shit, uh. Yeah, it's Pecan CT Michael. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network. We are now up to, I think, 283 fans. Thank you to every one of you. Woo. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Transformation Animation Podcast. I wish you'll join us next time when we will be reviewing three more episodes from Transformers Animated Season 3. Those being Three's a Crowd, Where is Thy Sting, and Five Servos of Doom. For now, I am TFG and Michael with Michael Wilson. And Steve Megatron Phillips. We'll tap you again next week. Transform and roll out. Oh no! I can feel this glue seeping into my circuitry! Uh, this is just a theory, mind you. But if you consider the possibility of using concentrated sonic pulses at alternating frequencies to weaken and dissolve the glue that's finding us, rather than complaining about it, which accomplishes nothing other than the endless restatement of a problem that is painfully obvious to all of us in the first place! Hmm... My superior intelligence detects the kernel of a useful idea in that endless rattle of yours. Agent 4 to Cybertron Command! Come in, Cybertron Command! Go Brad! Megatron is online! Decepticon evasion imminent! Is anybody there? Can anybody hear me? Is this blasted cabling demon working? Ha <laughs> ha!
Cybertron. While stationed on Earth, I intercepted a transmission between Megatron and his double agent on Cybertron, who I can now positively identify as the Decepticon Shockwave. Further analysis revealed that Shockwave's voice print did not match up with that of the suspected traitor Wasp. However, a detailed cross-reference with the Cybertron Intel database should determine the identity of the real traitor. Have you shared this information with anyone else? I have not! Prepare your orders! Good. make it a habit to attack your own bot, sir? I mean, it seems a little strange. Perhaps even Decepticon-like behavior, if you don't mind my saying so. In fact, if I didn't know better, I would venture to guess at this point that you're trying to eliminate me for some unknown reason! I know I can't catch you, but I can trap you.